Welcome to Men in Relationships, the podcast about evolving the emotional habits of men through inner transformation that will lead to positive external changes in your relationship. I believe there's a huge lack in support and vulnerability and discussion around these topics about men in relationships. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. So sit back, relax, and let's grow. Hey, what's up? It's Joel coming at you for another episode of Men in Relationships. I'm recording on a Monday evening. I had a pretty full day. I'm feeling accomplished, feeling on a roll. I went to my full-time job, had a good, good shift, came home, had a coaching call, a group coaching call, and then went to the gym, did legs with Jess, and then we made a nice healthy dinner. Got a little dancing in in the kitchen to lighten the mood and raise the vibration. And I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna flow right into a podcast." So here I am trying to trying to squeeze in as the most I can in into this Monday. So a very accomplished Monday, and I hope this episode finds you well and that it provides some sort of insight or that brings some kind of value into your life. And I want to talk about identity, Uh, mainly a a slight shift in our identity, something that could potentially save your relationship or at least make it better and improve it. And this was a massive, massive tool or shift in beliefs and it's just brought so much value into my life. And it's one of those ideas that that seems, okay, yeah, sounds good, sounds great if we can do that. But when we really put it to work and put it into practice, the results are incredible if we are dedicated to this, just like anything. And actually, when I was in the gym today, I realized that, you know, the formula for accomplishing anything is really... <laughs> it really boils down to the same fundamental principles. You got to put in the work, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the consistency, you got to put in the effort, you got to show up, you got to pay your dues. And (laughs) as Jess and I were working out, or as we were leaving, I say, yep, we paid our dues today. We paid our dues for health. We paid our dues for the body we want. We paid our dues for creating more energy within our day Uh, So we can be productive and have a great second half of the day. We paid our dues. Just like anything, it's no different for a relationship. And it's so easy to get straight away or think about other things or fixate our mind and our goals and, and desires on everything else but our relationship. Because many times we just feel that we have the relationship. Oh, I'm in a long-term relationship. I live with my partner. I'm engaged. I'm already married. We have kids. I'm in. This is locked in. We got this. But it couldn't be farther from the truth. It could not be farther from the truth. And we're really going to need to have some slight shifts in our current identity, myself included, to become better, to become better partners, to become better individuals, to become better leaders. We have to make those slight changes and that happens 
first we have to conceptualize it. We have to identify how we are showing up currently, who we are, what our current version is, and then who we want to become. And identity, our identity is not a fixed concept. The set of qualities and beliefs that make one person different from another, um, we can change both qualities and characteristics and interests and beliefs, all of that. We can change it all. So our identity is not a fixed concept. We are not this certain individual. We don't need to remain that way our whole life. And we base our identity on what we've done in the past when we really should be basing it on who we want to become. And, and because we don't necessarily consciously think about this on a day-to-day -day basis, so we will just say, well, I'm this person because I have this career or I did this in high school. I'm, I'm this intelligent because I got these grades. This is the type of relationship I'm worthy of because these are the types of relationships I had in the past. I'm an anxious person all the time because I was always anxious in the past. I'm scared of this because I was scared of it in the past. I'm not going to overcome it. We have the ability to shift that, to change that, to manipulate that. And even for myself, I fell under this trap. I fell into this trap where I viewed myself as a certain way. I held myself to this identity. Well, I, 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 got, I didn't get the best grades in high school, so I must not be smart. I don't know how to, I guess, dedicate myself to learning and understanding that. Um, I'm, I'm only this good at sports. I'm only going to be worthy of going this far in sports. Or one that was huge was I ended up getting pretty much obsessed with my body and going to the gym and appearing a certain way rather than feeling a certain way. Yes, I love to feel good and look good. I work very hard in the gym still, but a few years ago, it was obsessive and you know, I wasn't even eating healthy foods. I was just eating to maintain muscle mass. You could even, I can even see my face in pictures now. Looking back, I had kind of a swollen face, and and my body was just swollen. It was jacked. It was it was I was very muscular, probably twenty more pounds of just straight muscle than I am now. But I wasn't healthy. I wasn't feeling good, and it was this obsession obsession that I had to go to the gym for minimum two hours on one body part just to maintain this identity. Everyone saw me and told me, oh, there's Joel, there's the jacked guy. And everyone perceived me as this person who's just jacked. And I was like, okay, there's my identity. There's my worth. There's my value. Now I must do this. <laughs> Granted, it kept me disciplined and taught me, really helped me to become extremely disciplined. And I, I carry that those lessons over into other fields and categories in my life that I'm grateful for, but it was not a healthy identity. You know, I was, I was taking pre-workout shit, like with how much caffeine after stuff, like just awful, awful. I, you know, I never did anything farther than that. Pre-workout was the worst and, and just eating a lot, eating a lot of unhealthy, probably inflammatory foods. Now, knowing a lot better that that stuff is not healthy, what we believe or are told is healthy growing up in the food pyramid or whatever bullshit the government feeds us is not health. You know, I had to learn what nutrition was and had to learn how to listen to my body and intuitively understand how my body operates when I eat certain types of foods, along with learning the truth behind what's actually healthy and nutritious for you. Um, that's a whole <laughs> digression, 
But the point of this is I held myself to this identity and it was not healthy. It was not helping. And it was certainly not helping my relationship. I would be away from Jess so often because I'm always working out. And then I'd be so drained and beat up because I'm not eating these good foods. I'm not in a mental state to, to carry my energy well. And it was just an awful cycle just so I could hold on to this identity of what other people thought of me. <laughs> you know, what a, what a stupid thing to do looking back. But anyways, not only that, but, you know, you will, you will wait your whole life. If we don't take action on becoming a new person, we'll wait our whole life and live our whole life just trying to maintain who we were or this current identity we have. Things don't magically just unfold or change overnight or over the span of years because we just maybe want them in the background or, ooh, wouldn't that be nice? We need to put intentional focus on this every single day and align our actions to that intention all the time. It's a lifestyle. It's like when you when you take a diet, if you diet for four weeks, you might lose a few pounds or whatever. But then when that four weeks is over and you go back to your eating habits, you're just going to go right back to where you were before, if not worse. It's the same thing with our identity. It needs to be a lifestyle. We need to understand who we want to become, the reasons why we want to become that, and then live aligned to that every single day. It's a lifestyle. There's no quick fix, oh, if I do this thing once or for a week or for a month, I'll be changed for the rest of my life. No, it does not work like that. So the first step to changing our identity, um, and this works obviously for relationships, and if you're struggling in your relationship and if you're in a tough spot, this is going to help you so much to get out of your current identity, current behaviors, current ways of showing up in your household, with your partner, with your interactions, with your conflicts. You can relate it and manipulate this for any aspect and category in your life. It's a beautiful tool. So the tool is, who is the 2.0 version of yourself? Who do you want to become? Not who you are now. It doesn't necessarily matter who you are now. Who you are now might be shitty, might be awful. But who do you want to be? That's where the power comes from. <clears throat> so I always think to myself, who is Joel, Joel 2.0? And with repetitious actions on these thoughts and awareness, I, I become this person by acting in alignment to Joel 2.0, Joel version 2.0, rather than Joel version one, Joel version current, current version. So I'll blast off just, I have a bunch of attributes of who my 2.0 version is, um, and basically who I'm trying to become, who I try to act as, rather than my current version or my old version, because a lot, my old version didn't have a lot of these traits or qualities. So Joel 2.0 is confident, someone who speaks my truth with pride, not afraid of what others think, an all-rounded good person, an amazing husband, fully supportive and attentive to my wife. I am inspirational through my actions and words. I'm a leader inside the house and in business. I'm in tune with my spirituality, and that is different for everyone. But for me, I know what that means. I know that means just connecting on a deeper level within myself, within my awareness and consciousness, um, not reacting or dictating or thinking with a busy mind based on my external environment, but rather internally what's happening internally um, and getting to know myself on that level. That's a different digression as well. Uh, I am a productivity machine. I'm able to turn the work switch on and off. 
I'm a loving man who sees people's potential and good sides. I can shake a bad mood in less than a minute. And that one I work on a lot because quite frankly, it took me, you know, sometimes a week, maybe even more. I would get caught up and held into a bad mood for so long. And I even found myself telling Jess, Jess, I'm just a person who doesn't shake a mood quick. I'm right there affirming the, my identity of a person who cannot shake a mood. So, and that's all happening unconsciously. I didn't even know that was my identity. I didn't even know that you could shift these things, whatever. I was just professing this. And I'm like, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, no wonder I never got better at this because I was literally professing this out loud. Jess, I'm just not a person who could change my mood or get over things quickly. And there's a neuroscientist who had a stroke and she did all this research on how long we hold an emotion. And it's actually only 30 seconds. And beyond that, it's just us retelling the story or bringing in or reliving the emotion, recycling it. So we might be past it or almost over it, but we think about it again or we want to go back in for some, usually because it's an addictive pattern, an addictive state. But the science behind it is we can drop a a mood or a feeling um, in less than 30 seconds. So my goal and my 2.0 is that I can drop that in a minute. Obviously, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect in any of these, but I'm just sharing the version of who I'm trying to become. Um, Version 2.0, Joel version 2.0 also has an impeccable emotional regulation. I'm able to be empathetic, yet I know where I stand on all matters and issues. I'm decisive. I'm inspired every single day. I'm extremely healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm successful in every important category of my life. I'm articulate, impactful speaker. I'm a sophisticated investor, and I'm also self-accepting. Now, that's a lot to remember, and some of these are more pressing than others. So that's just my big list, kind of ongoing list. But in different seasons in, in our life, some of those aspects might be more important to focus on, such as if we're in a relationship and we're struggling or we want to become better, that that concept might need to come to the forefront, such as me, I can shake a bad mood in less than a minute. If I'm continually getting in arguments day after day, well, that one probably wants to be a very highlighted aspect of this. So I wanna think about that one pretty much every single day, all the time, as much as I can. So not only do we want to know who we want to become, yes, it's all fun and, and jazzy to create this and you know we get, we, get, we get riled up a little bit and yeah, I'm gonna be this person and this is gonna be me, woo! But you know, it takes a lot more than just that. that that's, that's the base. That's the baseline. We need to, yes, understand who we are trying to become in life, in our relationships, in business, in whatever category. Yes. But not only that, but we, uh, why? Why do you want to become this person? That why needs to be way more in-depth and detailed rather than the, the what. So not only the what or the who I'm trying to become, but why? Why is this so important? And really, we need to put an emphasis on the pain versus pleasure of becoming it, the pleasure, or not becoming it, the pain. 
And why is it necessary to live as this new version of me and find every reason, every pleasure reason, and just back it with evidence? Why my life is going to be so much better when I do this? What is going to change in my life? Who I'm going to become? What I can create? Everything that's going to get me, you know, be enough inspiration to carry me through every single day that I need to become this person because be all these attributes that I just listed are not necessarily easy to become or easy to live aligned or congruently to those every single day. It's not easy. So I need to have a hell of a lot of reasons why I need to, I need to become that. And also all the, all the painful reasons of what my, what I'll be missing in life. I think pain is actually a bigger driver, motivating inspirational force over pleasure. Pleasure's fun and exciting, but pain, we want to avoid pain. Pain hurts. Pain sucks a lot more um, rather than the, the, the satisfaction of the pleasure, in my opinion, anyways. So we need to create some sort of reminder or trigger to keep us in line with this new version of ourselves every single day. And for me, I found the most powerful and impactful ways. I do this in a couple of manners. Um, for me, the first thing in the day I do is, well, I go and drink 1.6 liters of water <laughs> and, uh, and then I go up to my meditation room and I meditate for 20 minutes. And every morning I meditate, I calm myself because I used to have very high levels of anxiety in the morning. Again, shifting that identity of I don't need to have anxiety for the rest of my life. I'm an anxious person. I need these pills, whatever it may be. You know, that's keeping us in that identity, but shifting that to maybe I, I am working on my identity. I'm becoming less anxious. I'm a less anxious person. That version 2.0, we don't need to go to version 26, but the next version above us. What's that next step of, from where we currently are? We don't want to create a massive gap because then we feel like we're so far out of reach of it and we get unmotivated and it just feels too challenging. So if you're, for me, when I was super anxious, okay, what is the next step? Well, I am someone who is not as anxious. I am less anxious on a daily basis. And, and meditation honestly helped a lot with that. So in the morning, go up to, to meditate and I do these deep breathing cycles just to calm myself and eliminate my busy mind so I can just focus on one thing at a time. And then I cue in my visualizations and visualize myself being this version 2.0, acting out, playing it out as almost like a movie in my mind's eye. And I just have my one thought stream focused on this. So that's the power of meditation and slowing our mind is now I've eliminated everything else. All the external world is out. I have a blindfold on, I have earplugs in, I'm not hearing or seeing anything except for this visual that I'm consciously injecting into my mind, where I basically see myself being and acting in this version 2.0 of myself. Again, I'm not gonna go over all these 23 I just listed. Usually I'll focus on the main five or six principles or categories, a lot of these will fit under that. So I'll picture myself being a loving husband and being affectionate to my wife and giving her a long hug and feeling the emotions of love while I'm visualizing this. And I picture myself being wealthy on, the, on our, our dream property with her family and just having a loving family and being confident and becoming a powerful coach. And I, I, I visualize this every morning of 
picturing my 2.0. So that it keeps me in line. It keeps me focused on that next version, not just coming up with this in an exercise and then forgetting about it. But I do this every single day, morning meditation and visualization. And then I also have a, a, a vision, a vision board type thing beside where I brush my teeth. And again, um, <laughs> the, I think the vision board gets, gets a bad rep because people think that if they make a vision board, all their dreams and wishes are going to come true, but it's, that couldn't be farther from the reality. It's to be used as a tool to remind us what we're trying to create in this world, who we're trying to become. So again, I have pictures cut out of our, our dream house, our, you know, words of who we're trying to become, being grateful, being present, um, pictures of a family, pictures on the ski hill, pictures of financial freedom, all this stuff that encompasses this next version of Jess and I, we made the vision board together. So every time I'm brushing my teeth, I look at this, I have a visual, I'm reminded of who I need to become to basically create all of this because the current version of myself is not going to create these dreams because, well, I don't have them. My current version has created what I have right now. So to get what I want in this vision, I need to become the next version and probably another version after that and then another version after that. So it's just a daily reminder of, oh yeah, uh, to get these, I need to evolve. I need to become better. I need to become that next version of myself. Same thing with a relationship, you know, like you can make a board with who you want to become or affectionate pictures or people communicating or talking in a loving manner, in a calm manner, whatever it may be. And then that reminds you of every single day. Oh yeah, this is who I'm becoming. This is that next version of me. Um, and so on. And, and other than that, I also put cue cards. I, I'm, I like reading and seeing things. So I put cue cards in my work van, in my office. And I, and they are also reminders of, of, you know, so I don't go without thinking about it. Reminders of, oh yeah, you're trying to become this. Oh yeah, this is what you're trying to do. Oh yeah, this is what version 2.0 would do. And, and it just keeps me in line. So I have those three kind of bumper lane tools that I use every single day to remind me that I am trying to become that next version of myself. Otherwise, it just gets way too easy to fall back into old routines to just say, ah, screw it. You know, maybe it's too hard or, oh, I forgot about it. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Now all of a sudden you're just back in your same old routine. So these little bumper lane tools help me to continually focus on it every single day. Um, because we need to catch ourselves and, and without these tools, I don't catch myself and to catch myself, I need to reflect on, oh yeah, I'm acting as the shitty version of me <laughs> or this non-ideal version of me. Now I need to redirect my actions and I also need to have compassion and understanding that this is not a perfect process and that I'm going to fail and then I'm going to slip up and then I'm going to fall back into old patterns at times. We're human. We're human and I was bred with a ton of bad habits and a ton of bad emotional habits. So it takes a lot of work, especially for us men, to change our emotional habits. So we need tools like these and we need every bumper lane we can have because we need to change how we're currently showing up in our relationships. Uh, and then just getting, 
we could even make a statement of why I want to become this person. Why I do what I do. Why am I doing this? I do what I do because it brings me fulfillment, joy, happiness, and challenges me. Pushing myself to grow in my personal life, relationship, and in business. And that's not always going to be easy. And I say this in my, I said this in my wedding vows. The best things in life are usually not easy. I want to be an inspirational leader who practices what I preach. I know there are no shortcuts to this. And this is the path that I have been intuitively led to. For me to give up on this or to say it's too difficult would be a waste of my time for doing all this. But it would be a waste of my potential, which is more devastating. I am destined for an amazing life. As long as I pursue this relationship, career path, life path with full steam, evolving into that next version of myself. I have powerful energy within me that has the capability to help change lives. And it would be a shame if I locked that in. My time to shine is now, one foot in front of the other, day after day. So that's just a why I'm doing this. You could write a little spiel like that. That was my little spiel. Um, And it just kind of pumps me up because I don't want to have anything less than that. Why would I? For me, I just don't want that. And, you know, a lot of us can get pumped up and motivated for goals and external goals and that big house and all that. You know, I, I, I pursue those things as well, too. But we can't only get fixated on those things and completely forget about a relationship. And that's what frequently happens. We see it all the time. Billionaires, millionaires, all these extremely wealthy people. And they have the worst relationships. They don't have a relationship with their wives, with their kids. This is a generalization, of course. But we've all seen it and heard that. And we know it's happening. Because all of their focus is only on becoming obsessed with the next goal, the next physical, tangible, external goal, so they could probably keep their identity of I'm this wealthy person who everyone looks up to. But they're not changing their identity of I'm a loving husband, I'm a loving father. How do I shift my current identity into that? They're not thinking about that. They're only obsessed about that external goal. I'm here today to tell you and remind myself that we need to change or shift our identity to show up better for our partners. And in turn, we are, trust me, anytime I've made any shift in my identity that impacts my relationship in a better way, it drastically changes my life for the better. I feel so much better and connected and aligned to who I am naturally. The other things were just this identity I built along the years to fit in and be accepted and be well-liked and be jacked or whatever it may be. And then I had to get real of, well, it doesn't matter if I have all the money in the world and it doesn't matter if I have all these accolades and whatever, because if I don't have my relationship, I don't have any of that. I'm going to be lonely and I'm going to be broken and I'm I'm not going to be myself. I'm going to have created this version of myself to become super externally successful but forgot about what's truly important to me and that is the relationship part so how can you begin to shift your identity today Um, who do you want to become what is the next version of yourself in your relationship become that version now Living from that place will begin to improve your relationship. I promise you. There's another thing I'm learning now in my coaching program is a concept called be, do, have. We always try to think of, oh, I want that. I want to have that. And then I'll be that person once I have that. 
but we want to reverse engineer that to be now. So create this version 2.0, understand who that is, and then currently live from that situation. Don't wait for the external things to happen before you live as that, but you need to live as it now. And in reality, nothing physical or tangible is stopping you from living that now. Yes, we're going to have a bunch of hardwired programs and habits that we're going to have to work on to change, but this exercise can allow us and facilitate us to begin to change that. Again, not an overnight process, just like I mentioned, going to the gym, getting wealthy, all these other things do not happen overnight. It's a baseline of principles, put in the consistent work, the consistent energy, even when you're not seeing results, over and over and over and over again, being super dedicated to it and having that clear version of understanding who you want to become or what your goal is. And we eventually begin to start moving towards that. But it takes delayed gratification. And there's just no way around it. I've looked everywhere, high and low. It doesn't exist. And if someone's trying to sell it to you, they're full of shit. They're, they're full of shit. You got to put in the work. There's processes, there's tools, there's help, there's coaching to help you along with this, but it's going to be a process, but a very fulfilling, worthwhile process. And remember, this isn't only for our partner. This is for you. Your happiness, health, and lifestyle depend on it and will drastically improve when we can change who, what version, what our identity is. So that pretty much sums it up for me today. I hope you enjoyed my spiels and my rants. <laughs> and uh, just a reminder to check me out on all socials. I'd love to interact and engage with you guys. I know a podcast isn't a platform where I can easily engage and communicate with you. So jump on over to my socials. My Instagram is just Joel Mahe. Uh, my Facebook is my name, Joel Mahe again. And my email is coaching at joelmahe, J-O-E-L-M-A-H-E, uh, coaching at joelmahe.ca. And I will answer every email, any message, any direct message. Um, I'd love to connect. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback on the podcast or recommendations for episodes, I will listen to those and take those into consideration. Um, and yeah, just... Just I, I would I'd be curious to see who's listening as well. And again, my my intention here is to help you in your relationship, help you evolve from your current circumstances. Uh, and so you can thrive and so you can thrive in your relationship as well, because as men, we want it all right. We want it all. We want all the goals. We want all the the external things and we want internal happiness and, and internal happiness with our partners and an amazing relationship and home life. So I'm not willing to settle for anything less. I want it all and I hope that you want it all as well. And on that note, I am uh, I have created a program called the Emotional Evolution Process. It is a four-month uh, in-depth coaching one-on-one program where I run you through four months. Each week is different of exactly what to do at what stage, exercises, content, what to do. And then I uh, facilitate a one-on-one -on -one coaching call to make sure you're making progress, answer any questions, and just be there to support you because I have been through that process. I've been through the process of having to change my awful, awful emotional habits, my emotional tendencies, being closed off, and just showing up in poor ways for my partner. So I've really gone on the journey and I've explored and discovered all the teachings. I've read all the books. I've listened to all the podcasts. 
And I've also implemented many different strategies and I've found the best strategies to help you through this process as fast as you can because this took me years. And my intention is to break down the years of struggle and searching and not knowing exactly what to do all within this four month program. So if that interests you, again, reach out to me on any social platform or that email coaching at joelmahe.ca and I look forward to connecting with you and hearing from you. Other than that, that's it. I'm out and I will see you on the next one. Take care. Before I let you go, I just want to let you know what I've been up to behind the scenes. I've been busy building a program called the Emotional Evolution Process. And this program was built through inspiration and really just a passion for something that I believe in so strongly and where there, where there's just really a lack in the market for and that is men in relationships and to help men evolve their emotional habits. This is something that we need to work on, especially if we want a fulfilling, successful relationship or if we need to repair one that might be in jeopardy right now. So, like I said, check me out on socials, send me a message on socials to connect, and if this sounds like a fit for you, I would love to hear from you. Other than that, have a great day.